Bringing hope to many around the globe. Transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's Word. Now, I want you to go with me to Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 and 27. This is the promise that God made to Israel, which is fulfilled in Christ Jesus. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh. I'll give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. So two things, two major things God says he's going to do. First, he says, I will put a new spirit within you. A new spirit within you. A new spirit within you. A new imago day. A new spirit within you. Because he says, I'm going to take the old and I'll put a new spirit within you. Then the second thing he said, he says, I will put my spirit within you. I will put my spirit within you, verse 27, verse 26, a new spirit within you. I will put my spirit within you. Two different things. The new spirit within you is not the spirit of God. It's the spirit of man created afresh. The new spirit. So the day you got born again, you received a new spirit. A new spirit. But the good thing is that new spirit does not exist by itself. God says, when I give you the new spirit, then I will put my spirit within you. So when the spirit of God comes within you, guess where the spirit of God lives within you? Within your spirit. So two things are happening. A new spirit within me, God's spirit within me. Now that is what qualifies us to have genuine spiritual experiences. Genuine spiritual experience. I like the way the Nigerians say genuine spiritual experiences. Where is the genuineness coming from? A new spirit within you, my spirit within you. A new spirit within you, my spirit within you. In that, we have the opportunity to have spiritual experiences that will bypass the demonic. We can have spiritual experiences that will bypass the demonic. You know, when I, I was growing up as a Christian, as a young Christian, one of the things I, I didn't like is spirit. Because, you know, as Ghanaians, we grow up and spirit has a different connotation. Spirit is in Samanfu. 
the, the ghost of the ancestors. And, and spirit didn't have a positive, it, it doesn't have a positive reference. So anytime people say, you know, God, God, you have a spiritual experience, then you start imagining that maybe it will be some kind of bad spirit that will take over you. Uh, even when you pray for God to fill you with the spirit, you are not sure which one is coming. <laughs> is it the Holy Spirit? I remember when I was younger, we were praying for the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit. People say, you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful because you can pray, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And then something else comes. But that's not scriptural. Jesus says, I mean, which one of you, when the child asks for bread, will give him stones? Or ask for eggs and will give him serpent? If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father not give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So when we ask God for the Holy Spirit, he won't give us a bad spirit. Because by the time you ask him for the Holy Spirit, he has already put a new spirit within you. And this new spirit is capable of spiritual experiences. But the, the, the good thing is that this new spirit now has the Holy Spirit living in him. So now you can be launched into the spirit realm without any fear because the Holy Spirit is within you. And when you start moving in the spirit realm, the Holy Spirit within you will bring you invariably into contact with the Spirit of God. And then you can receive from the Spirit of God. That's why the believer need not be afraid of having a spiritual experience because you have a brand new spirit and you have the Spirit of God within you. Of course you have to discern the spirits because the devil is always trying to whisper things. He may not enter into you, but he can give you suggestions. And, and, and you have to always discern them and judge them by the word of God. But the important thing is you have a new spirit and you have the Holy Spirit if you are born again. You have a new spirit, you have the Holy Spirit, and you can have genuine spiritual experiences. And that is not related to pastors or men of God. Every Christian is capable of having a genuine spiritual experience. And we'll talk about some of those experiences, what they are. Uh, some you're already having, but you don't even know it's a spiritual experience. You may say, something inside me is making me feel like. <laughs> the way I'm feeling inside me, I, don't, I can't even tell you oh, that I'm feeling some way. Be. You're calling the Holy Spirit some way. Be. And because you're, you're not conscious and you're not aware, you don't even have the right language to describe the experiences that God is giving to you. But I believe that God is bringing you into a supernatural experience where, where the spiritual will be understandable and will be normal and will not be fearful to you. Amen. All right. That when God says, I'll put a new spirit within you, He's talking about something new happening to us. And when we jump to the New Testament, you find a lot said about this new spirit. This new spirit. That is not what you were born with. Remember what David said. I was conceiving iniquity. In sin did my mother conceive me. So, 
The spirit you were born with is not the same spirit you have now that you are born again. You have a new spirit. In, 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 uh, in the Greek language, the new is kainos. Kainos uh, is an interesting Greek word. There are different Greek words for, for new. Some means recent, some means something else. But kainos means different in nature from the old. So when we say something is kainos in English, it means that it is different in nature from the old. It is different from the old. Not different new in terms of recent. It's like I bought a brand new shoe. I didn't buy a brand new shoe, but I, I bought a brand new shoe. That means that I just bought it maybe last week. That's not kainos. That's a different Greek word. But when we say kainos, it means that something that is new, and it is new because it is different from the old one. It's different from the old one. And that is how God uh, describes the spirit in us. It is a new spirit. It's different from the old one. It's kainos, different from the old one. And I'm going to just work you through three passages and then I'm done. The first one, we are very familiar with it. The new spirit within us, the Bible calls it a new creation. A new creation. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That word new there is kainos. What does that mean? This creation is different from the old one. It's different from the old one. Different kind of being. You are a different kind of being. The spirit in you is different kind of being. And it's in other translations it says that the spirit in you is a new species. Species. It's a different kind of being. I said it last week. The difference between the spirit of that was in Adam which sinned and the spirit in you, when you become born again, is that in Adam, God did not dwell in him. He had a new spirit. He had a great spirit, a righteous spirit. But God did not dwell within him. God had to go to him to talk to him. But when we become born again, God does something he has never ever done. Not with Adam, not with Abraham, not with anybody. Not, not with anybody. God doesn't just give us a new spirit, but he comes to dwell inside our spirit. He joins his spirit with our spirit. So the, the, the product that comes out is kainos. It's a new creation. It's a new species. It's something that has never ever been before. You are one of a kind. You are a sign and a wonder because the spirit of God is fused with your spirit. Do you understand who you are? That is why we are able to say in Christ we are more than conquerors. That's why we are able to say no weapon formed against us shall prosper. It's not because we put oil on our head. It's not because we drank anointing oil or drank holy oil or somebody gave us a handkerchief and we put it on our head or you go to ICGC or you shoot Pastor Otabel's hand. All of that gives you nothing. The real power it's inside of you. How? Because God gave you a new spirit and put his spirit inside of you. You became a brand new kind of entity. 
And that is why when you speak from that spirit, things happen. Because the spirit has a voice. And we can speak by the voice of our spirit. Many times we speak by the voice of our soul, our pain, our anguish, our fears, our disappointment. That's why God, Jesus, the Bible says, when you're praying, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious. You have to get the emotional limitation out and get into your spirit and begin to make decrees from your spirit. Then those words from your spirit have power in the realm of the spirit. That's when you can get say to Satan, get behind me. And you don't need to shout for it to take effect. When you have power, you don't shout. When you don't have power, you shout and roll and forth and jump and, and do all kinds of gymnastics. When you know who you are, you say, go. Go. And the devil says, I'm not going. You don't, you don't even tell him twice. I've said it. Go. You have to go. You may protest, but you will go. If I come and tell you, you go, you go, you go, you go, I say you go, I say you go. It means I don't even believe that you go that I said has power. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Because it, it's almost as if, hey, I say you go, I say you go, I say you go. Then the, the, the demon says, I won't go, you will go, I won't go, you will go, I won't go, you will go, I won't go. <laughs> A voice challenge. But when you speak from your spirit, the words take effect and you don't watch to see it. God watches over that word to perform it. All you need to do is declare it. And so it is. That's what a life in the spirit is. Everybody say I'm a new creation. I'm a new kind of a person. Not only are we a new creation, we are a new life. We receive new life new life. Romans chapter 4 verse 6. Therefore we are buried with him through baptism into death just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even as we also should walk in newness of life. The newness there, the root or the lima of it is kainos. A different form of existence. When we become Christians, we live by different rules. Different rules. That's why things may be happening and you say, not me. We live by different rules. We, ru we live by the rule of the Spirit. We function by the authority of the Spirit. Not of our flesh. Not of our soul. But of the spirit. A different form of existence. Where we know that God will supply all our needs. According to his riches in glory. That's the rule of our spirit. So even when the finances are hard. We fear not. We don't go into panic. Hey, hey we die. We're no, no. By our existence, this new rule, we know God will make a way. We know God will provide. 
We know God will turn things around. We know God will give us victory. We know it. That's our existence. That's the rules. That's the rule we live by. We don't panic like people who have no spirit of God in them. We are the ones whose spirits are joined with the sovereign ruler of the universe. And third one, we become a new man or a new woman, if you please. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. That means we have a different personality. You are a new person, a new man, a new woman. You are a different personality. That's the reality of the life of the spirit. That's the reality of it. It is from this place that all our spiritual experiences emanate. It is from this place that all our spiritual experiences emanate. The awareness of the spirit within us. The awareness of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you are very, very, very certain, sure, that the Holy Spirit lives within you, then you are also sure that he will speak from within you. If he lives outside of you, he will speak from outside of you. If he lives inside of you, he will speak from inside of you. His power is not outside of you. His power is inside of you. That is why in Christianity, there is no place we go to for power. Are you getting it? Because, you see, we have to get this, this thing right. There's no place we go to for power. If you go and pray on this mountain, you will receive power. No. The power is in us. We don't go for powers. Like others who say, if you go travel to so-and-so country, if you travel to this place, you go and get powers. We don't go and get powers. Because the power is joined to our spirit. The source of all knowledge, future, past, present, lives inside of us. The source of all power lives inside of us. The source of all blessing lives inside of us. So there's life in the spirit is an inside out life, not an outside in life. It's an inside out life. You are learning to release what is inside of you, not trying to get something outside of you. Now let me say this. I'm, I'm, I'm your pastor and I'll pray for you. I pray for my church. I pray for you every day. And yes, there are moments if you, if you, you say, Pastor, pray for me, I'll lay hands on you and pray on you and all of that. But never make the mistake when I pray for you that I am the one giving you something. Never make that mistake. Never. Because if you do, you don't understand the spirit. 
Never make that mistake that when I, I pray for you, I'm the one giving you something. When I pray for you, I am praying and calling forth what is already inside of you to come into manifestation. There is already something inside of you. And when I pray, I am asking that God will do what he has already deposited inside of you and bring it into manifestation. That's my role as a pastor, to activate what God has already given you. But I can't give you anything. I can't give you anything. Some of you don't. You say, ah, oh, pastor, are you sure? Yeah, I'm disappointed though. I can't give you anything. Because God has given to you all things. All things that pertain to life and godliness. He's given you all. He's done it already. He's given it to you already. My job is to help you to discover it. To pray for you to discover it. To lay hands on you for you to discover it. But it's inside of you. Somebody say it's inside me. Say it's inside me. Thank you for listening to Living Word. 